0: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Online Marketing Simplified. My name is Brad Parnell. I am your host. I'm so excited to bring a special guest today. Uh, Before I tell you who this is, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. So if you're watching on video, you can already see him right above me or right beside me. Uh, But this individual... Um, You guys know how important copywriting is. Copy, you know, I grew up being a designer and everything was about look and feel. And as I matured a little bit by doing marketing, I realized that although design is important, what is arguably even more important are the words that you use to sell your products or services. If you ever wished you had a guide to help you navigate the complex world of online marketing with basic frameworks and basic actions, then this is the podcast you've been looking for. I'm your host and guide, Brad Parnell, with a decade plus experience working with startups to global brands. I've got insights and actions for you. I can't wait to share with you. Let's go to today's topic. He a 10 figure copywriter, 10 figures that has written over 200 direct response sales letters that have grossed over 1 billion in sales. So you guys better listen up. Like this is your chance to soak in some amazing knowledge from Stefan here and he has founded or co-founded nine different businesses that have scaled to at least seven figures and several of those reaching the eight and nine figure mark. So guys, this is I can't stress enough like I'm I'm honestly on the edge of my seat. I'm so excited to hear from Stefan and hear about um, what he's doing and how he's doing it. Um, he's from Scottsdale. And the topic of today is he's going he's gonna to tell us how to sell a billion dollars worth of products through the written word. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back, introduce Stefan here. We just got a chance to know each other and talk a little bit. Um, Stefan, thanks for being a part of our show today. Welcome.
1: Absolutely, Brad. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So tell
0: someone before we get started, tell someone something that is interesting about yourself other than copywriting. What else? What else can you share about yourself that that no one might know? Obviously, this is a brand new uh, platform here. So tell us something interesting.
1: You know, well, what's interesting to me may not be interesting to other people. So I'll give you a couple of tidbits. One is um, I'm a philosophy major. So I was like a hipster existentialist you know, coffee, drinking, cigarette smoking, philosophy major in, in college and thought I was going to be some kind of poet novelist until my mid 20s and then became a, a billion dollar copywriter. And, you know, frankly, actually, that was pretty good. I might just I might just keep it at that one. There's one thing that not a ton of people know about me. Did Did you have um, long hair, ponytails walking around <laughs> campus? Uh, okay, close enough. You know, my hair, uh, because I'm Italian, my hair gets long, it just kind of curls up and, and gets pretty like, not good looking so it wasn't too long but but i was wearing black t-shirts a lot and pretty much everything else was a, was a match wow
0: so what what was the transition like whenever you you got into copywriting i want to hear kind of what that looked like and then when you started seeing results the businesses that you were working with starting to get results from the written word
1: absolutely so after college which i had a kind of non-traditional route and uh like dropped out of college after high school, then eventually went back and and all of that and bounced around. My dad actually called me a an unguided missile because I had like force, but I I didn't have direction, and that went on for quite a while. But uh, in 2011, I was working at an outdoor school in Marble Falls, Texas, basically a um like an outdoor ed type of place and teaching kids about nature. I was in a double wide trailer, making a couple hundred dollars a week and really enjoying life, though. And then my dad ended up getting sick with cancer, which was a huge, obviously, horrible thing in my life. And so I, I left that went home to uh, San Diego at the time where I lived and my family lived to, you know, be there and help out, he passed away. And a few months after that, I went to Las Vegas to play poker and just let blow off steam. And while at the poker table, a girl came in to the poker room, she got seated at my poker table. And somebody asked her what she did for a living she said i'm a writer and i really wanted to talk to her because i thought she was cute or whatever and so i said what kind of writer she said i'm a copywriter and i was like wow copywriting that is so neat and then i pulled out my iphone one and googled what's a copywriter (laughs) under the table because i had no idea and that was the beginning of uh beginning of it for me um really then i ended up being becoming friends with this this girl we had we uh, she was my wife for a period of time we have a daughter together so it's a whole crazy thing but i went to florida and i took my last corporate job i ever took and i was out in the hot sun making yeah 200 bucks a day in my you know mid to late 20s and I thought that was pretty good i guess mid 20s and and you know it was a good, good job and i come home and she's in her underwear drinking a beer and she made like a thousand dollars writing you know and so i'm like well, what the hell are you doing i like i want to do that so eventually i Decided to try it out. I put a uh, an ad up on a, a forum called Warrior Forum, which was like an internet marketing place. And my first copy I ever wrote was selling myself as a copywriter. I think I charged one hundred and forty nine dollars for a sales letter, and I woke up the next morning and I had two hundred and ninety eight dollars in my PayPal account. And wow. that moment of, of belief, right? That switch flips where you realize that you can actually that I, when I was like, I can actually make like make money writing and and not have to have a job. And so I quit my corporate job within the two months of that. And, uh, I've never had a job since. So,
0: yeah. Unbelievable. So that was the moment when you, the, the idea became a reality for you and then that just continued to, to soar and take off. How cool. So how did you go about now with this newfound belief? How did you go about looking for, looking for clients and eventually growing to, um, becoming the 10 figure copywriter?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a, When you go into that road of of freelancing and entrepreneurship in general, I think a lot lot of times we have that dream of like a laptop lifestyle, or I I felt like I can be on a beach drinking a pina colada, writing copy. I'll be running from a plane and traveling the world. And the reality is you're like, Oh crap, I'm, I'm broke and I better need to hustle to try and get clients. And uh, you know, you have to basically build a business from the ground up, even as a, as a freelancer. So Early on, there was a lot of uh, hustle involved. I I leveraged places like Upwork at the time; it was Elance. And to be honest, I would do anything. I, I people I get hired for market research, SEO stuff, like blogs and content marketing. I wrote a couple of pe- couple of people's college papers for them, which I don't know. If, you know, uh, it is what it is. They paid paid well. Um, so some some kids who you know past their theory of like art theory classes or whatever. It's because I wrote these like beautiful essays for them. So I just say whatever I could. But over time, really, honestly, I just from the beginning focused on being the best and like obsessing over that and and not worrying about the money, which is, it sounds obvious, but so many people take that leap, whether it's as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur, and they get so caught up with the amount of money that they can potentially make one day uh, that they don't focus on all the fundamentals that will, will make that happen. And I think one thing I did well is I really tried to... Uh, to just be like world-class at what I was doing with writing copy. I tried to be world-class at customer service. I've looked at myself as a business and being in the customer service business. So for my clients, I was responsive, hit deadlines, you know, communicated well with them. And then I would also ask for referrals. Hey, who else do you know who could benefit from my services? And I, I built up like a pretty strong referral-based business pretty quickly. And then from there, it was also kind of luck as well, getting some of the right clients. I got hired by uh, a guy off that, that same forum in 2013. And I want to say I was charging $497 per sales letter at that point. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. Just make it really good. And it was, Oh my God. Right. That's, that's crazy. So I did. I wrote a really good sales letter for him and his business partner at the time they were in like the survival, like prepper niche. So guides on how to build your own home aquaponics systems and how to fortify your home during like, uh, if there was like a, the, the grid collapse, so it just kind of, it was honestly very fun to write for Cause you know, it's, um, it was sort of like intense, but, but fun stuff. And it was cool information. They had like former Navy SEALs teaching this stuff. And uh, so, um, anyway, I did a good job. They started mentoring me. And then the one guy went to another company, uh, and brought me with them and I, I started writing sales letters for them and they, they did over a hundred million dollars. in I guess 2014 uh, off the copy I wrote. And that's when I, realized I was actually like really good at this stuff where I would become really good at it and uh, kind of kept going from there.
0: A hundred over a hundred million dollars. Yeah. With attribution from the sales copy. Wow. So when you first heard that number, what, what was going through your mind?
1: Yeah, it was, it was mind blowing. So I, cause I didn't know anything about scaling a business or, you know, sales funnels, really anything like that. I, I, I just kind of stumbled into this whole world and and I understood writing copy and writing sales letters and, and email copy and ads and things, but I didn't really get how everything else worked. So they were I knew they I knew they kept hiring me and they were happy and that was I was pleased to be getting that consistent sort of uh retainer work so to speak. But then the guy they, they're in Romania, they're based in Romania and they came the guy came to visit me in San Diego where I had I had gone back to I bounced around a lot in my life. But um I remember we were down I was in Carter San Diego. We were down by Seaside Market, which is really close to the ocean. And we're walking around and, and the guy's like, I don't think you realize, you know, how good your, your copy is doing for us. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great. And he's like, I mean, it's like it's doing really good. And I'm like, cool, man. That's, that's awesome. I'm like, well, how good? And he's like, well, you know, I don't know if I should tell. And I'm like, hey, you can tell me I'm not going to ask for more money or anything like that. Like, he's like, well, we, you know, we've done over 100 million dollars in like the last year. And we'll probably do another hundred, hundred fifty million this year. And I was like, well, hey, I need more money, so I'm gonna raise my rate. I take, I take back what I just said. <laughs> I take that back if you laugh and they treated me very fairly. But yeah, honestly, it was, it was mind blowing because I, I seriously had no idea. I, I didn't know this world at all. I just knew that, like I said, I was, I was writing and they were happy with what I was writing. So that was very eye opening to me. With so many technologies to choose from with the promise to save you time, create more leads and magically
0: grow your business, it's hard to know who to trust and really which one to choose. At Genie Rocket, we offer businesses an easy to use all-in-one growth platform that makes it easy and simple to close more deals, communicate with your clients and prospects, and even create landing pages with our pre-designed templates that are easy to edit and help generate more leads. Try it completely free today for 14 days at genierocket.com. Okay. So listeners here, if you're entrepreneur, small business, I think a couple of things here that uh, Stefan is sharing. One is if you're a solopreneur, it's not just about the craft in your art. You have to be great at customer service, hitting deadlines, communication. I mean, I've been there too. I've, I've been in this business for over 12 years. And I remember being the one man show, having to do all that stuff. And that that's just, you just got to you just got to get to work and pay your dues and learn, yeah. learn everything, right? You've, you've got to be great at doing that stuff. And so that's a, that is a huge, huge learning thing. And then, and then asking for referrals. I still, I still work with businesses all the time that are, are pretty big, but, but it's the simple things that, that they miss. So don't be afraid when you do great work to ask for those referrals. And it can be as simple as, Hey, who else do you know that has this problem? That's it. Because if you've done great work for them, they probably hang out with people that are similar to them, right? And then all you have to do is say, "Hey, who else is in your network, or do you know that's also struggling with this that I'm that you could maybe introduce me to?" Doesn't have to be formal. You don't have to write a handwritten note. It should just be a conversation, okay? So, Stefan, let's jump to the meat here. So, for people listening that are are itching to know, maybe maybe it's a framework, maybe it's just a couple ideas, but um, how in the world can you sell a billion dollars or just any amount of products through the written word? What what tips can you give some people here who are wondering how to unlock the secrets of copywriting?
1: Absolutely. So several, I think one of the the easiest places to start is having an impactful opening or a lead. We've talked about it like as a, as a lead in in their own direct response sales copy. But what we're talking about here is not a lead, like somebody who's a prospect, but the the opening of your ad. And if you look at any copy that you're writing or even on like a sales call prospecting, whatever it may be, everything's kind of like a funnel where the most eyeballs or the most attention is going to be at the very top, the very beginning, the very opening. So if you have an ad, the ad goes to a landing page, the top of the landing page is going to be the copy. There is more important than the copy at the bottom because hundred percent of eyeballs make it to the top, maybe only 30% make it to the bottom. So people, when they have, landing pages or copy, or even like a Facebook ad that's 200 words, they sometimes just do not put enough emphasis or value on those first couple of sentences and really pulling the prospective customer uh, in, right? So really focusing and assessing over dialing in your messaging, the very first couple of sentences. Now, what does it actually look like? How do we do that? There's really the two most powerful tools from my perspective are emotion and curiosity. So We're emotional creatures. There's a study done where essentially if the part of the brain that's responsible for processing emotion is damaged, people can't make decisions. So we make decisions with our our heart first and our brain second, our heart, which is emotional tell Hey, we really want this. I I resonate. I I connect with this. I want, I want, I, I need this. And then we spend the rest of the time, the heart spends time trying to convince your brain to like that it makes sense logically, so that's where logic comes in. So really, emotion before logic is very important when it comes to messaging and copywriting in general. And then, in addition to that, when we bring in curiosity. Curiosity is actually an emotional state, right? And so they've done essentially with, with emotion, like the dopamine starts flowing. There's a whole neuroscience to this. And with curiosity, it's the same thing. When someone, when you, when you, when your state of curiosity gets peaked. Uh, your brain's reward system starts to kind of flow because it's anticipating this reward of that, that question uh, being paid off and you getting the reward of knowledge, right? So uh, really, like, if we have curiosity, like, for example, teasing somebody, like, hey, in the next five minutes, I'm gonna share the three mistakes you should never make if you're applying for a home mortgage, um, plus, like, the, the two magic words that any loan agent uh, hates to hear because it means they have to give you the best rate possible. Right, just saying something like that, literally made it off the top of my head. But like now, you're curious. You're like, oh, what are what are the the magic words? What are the three mistakes? So yeah. taking curiosity early on, uh, it could be teasing a personal story, right? Like um, which it could be an emotional story. So, in fact, in a minute, I'm gonna share how being robbed at gunpoint in my early 20s led me to discover the three self-defense techniques that uh, anyone can use to protect themselves from a dangerous situation. Uh, regardless of if you're 90 or 30. And if you are armed or unarmed, and now you're like, well, that sounds like emotional, but I'm curious. So number one here, and I can I can go I can fire host people. So I'll, I'll, I'll go slow on it, but really strong impactful opening that is rich in emotion and or curiosity. And when you can tie in both, that's a very powerful uh, place to start.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm taking notes here. This is good (laughs) stuff, guys. If if you are picking up any of this, having emotion plus curiosity. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I talk about funnels a lot. So I'm a funnel nerd, but thinking about your your copywriting as the funnel too. If you can get people with emotion and curiosity before going straight to logic and using kind of some of those curiosity Headlines and frameworks, which I love by the way. You've you've taken all the stuff I've tried to write and made it sound a hundred times better just off the top of your head because it's what you do. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, right. And it sounds so good. So that's great. Okay, cool. Keep going. Anything
1: else? Yeah, sure. So related to this is answering. I use the acronym with them, but it's like what's in it for me. And me is not you, uh, but it's the the prospect. So the prospect has got a lot going on. Whether they responded to a a message in LinkedIn, or they saw an ad on Facebook, or they got a cold email, or it's a phone sales call. That's the thing. I, I'll, I'll always relate this back to like in-person selling, selling from stage, phone sales. Because not only does it make it more relevant to your whole audience, but it's true. This is the thing I realized. Like these principles, I've applied them to the written word a lot. But I I, I run a you know, multi-million dollar mastermind. I've sold millions of dollars from stage. I go on sales calls. This stuff applies everywhere. Uh, and and so it seems fundamental and yet so many times people get caught up in sharing their story uh and you know what's going on them that they they forget that the prospect who has a million things going on is is filtering and screening everything and saying what's in it for me why should i listen why should i care it doesn't matter so emotion is great but if i pull you in and i start telling you an emotional story about the hardships and i if i you know i grew up and I, you know, all this, it can be the best story ever. But if I'm just sitting there talking about myself for five or 10 minutes, you as the prospect starts to get antsy. You're like, all right, man, well, that's wild. And sorry, life was so hard. But like, I got, I got to pick up my kids in 20 minutes. I've got this problem that isn't solved, right? Like, so we need to relate it back to what's in for them. So when I go back to like the examples I used before of, you know, and how you can use this no matter if you're here or here right? Like the things that you can use. Sometimes it's as simple as checking in with your prospect. Maybe you're telling them a story about yourself and then you just pause and say, maybe you can relate. Have you ever felt that way? Does that sound familiar? Like, can you think of a time in your life where you went through something similar? Just very simple little questions you throw in there that suddenly puts them back into like where they're they're seeing themselves in your story that you're telling. Uh, it's extremely powerful too. And that's how you keep them engaged. So that's another one. I, I'll, I'll go all day, though. I want to give you chances to to ask questions as I as I go through them. But yeah, uh, no, yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear a few
0: more, and I want to I want to
1: also keep people curious,
0: right? <laughs> so they can go deeper with you later. But um, I love that acronym. So so, win, Winifem is that how you say it?
1: WITHM, So W I I F M.
0: Ah, yep. What's in it for me? And I, I love the way that you spun that. I think you know people. People do love hearing other stories, but I think that little hook of saying like, hey, maybe you can relate or maybe you've been through something similar almost still gives that permission to be like, hey, I'm I'm still sharing with you uh, an important story that I want you to hear, but also relating it back to how they can apply it to themselves. Um, that's great. Okay, give us one more if you don't mind, Steph, And This is good stuff. You are delivering yeah. some gold here.
1: Well, thank you. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna give you one and a half more because you you made me think of one that yes. I don't normally bring up, but it's actually a good one. Which is where, especially when you're working with like a brand ambassador or a spokesperson, or even if you're the spokesperson and, and you discovered the product or a solution that you're selling, uh, being honest about your skepticism when you first discovered it, or having your spokesperson, brand ambassador, be honest is actually really powerful because if they can be skeptical for the prospect unless the prospect set their skepticism to the side. Meaning if I'm talking and I know what you're thinking, it was, it might be too good to be true. Uh, was it going to cost a ton of money? I I was honestly pretty skeptical, but I kept looking when you do that throughout your sort of your copy or, or how are the, what are the comms look like? Um, then the prospect can be like, all right, cool. They're being skeptical for me. I can go into like learning mode, um, you know, connection mode, things like that. So that's, that's a unique one. It's a little more advanced, but it's a good one. So I wanted to throw it out there. Uh, we'll call that a, a point fiver. And then here's the last one is, uh, I really like looking at things in terms of, of unique mechanisms of problems and solutions. And so what I mean by that is by the time your prospective customer gets to you, it's very unlikely that they've never tried to solve their pain point or problem before. Right? It's very unlikely for like diet that somebody's never tried a diet before. By the time they're in their forties and whatever it is, and, and they're like, well, you know, I'm gonna give it a try. They've probably tried a million times and they've failed. Same thing for fixing a golf swing, uh, you know, making money online, uh, like flipping houses, whatever it is. They've usually tried stuff before, but they obviously haven't gotten the results that they wanted, which is why they're still uh, a prospect to you. And so the unique mechanism of the problem kind of shows them the real reason behind why they haven't succeeded. And it's usually that they're missing this little 1%, right? So if we're going to use flipping houses as an example, maybe there's some little uh like clause in contracts that people don't ever, no one ever tells you about, but this one clause makes it so that, you know, you don't have to put any money down and there's less liability. And basically like, no, you've never heard that part. So usually people go to flip a house and they there's this hidden booby trap and it costs them, all this extra money, and so this is the real reason why you haven't succeeded flipping houses. I'm, I don't flip houses. I'm. It's fun for me to just make stuff up on the fly. So if you're a house flipper and you're like, "That's not how it works," I don't know. But the point is, there's that one one little thing that's missing, and there's the, the the unique mechanism of the solution is the logical connection where it's like, well, you know, so if that's the problem that this thing is missing, then all you need to do is add in this one thing, right? And that's why we created this system or this product, and it has that missing piece. And so now you're buying that one missing piece. And it's also very attainable because again, you're like, Hey, you had most of it. You were almost there. You're missing this one little piece of information. And now that you have that one piece, you can really solve your problem with our product." And of course, obviously we want to make sure our product or service really does solve the, the problem for them, but uh, it's very nice to frame it that way for people because it, it kind of shifts the paradigm for them.
0: Holy cow. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to be in uh, a <laughs> copywriting mode. Cause, uh, Stefan Georgi here has enlightened my brain. I hope if you guys are listening that you you really do go back and take notes these These are the frameworks and techniques that he's not just talking about to talk about, but is actually he's been using to generate revenue for himself and for his clients. so do not miss out on this. I like to think of the smallest hinges that swing the biggest doors guys this is a This is a really key hinge here. And um, and I can testify my my copy is probably one of one-tenth of what Stefan's is, but I've sent that one email that's gotten sales. I've I've sent the one email that has landed a like big, big deal. And and it was because of the mindset and the copy. So does it does it pay off? Is there good ROI to study this and get better at it? A hundred percent. It is so incredibly important. So Stefan, thanks for sharing that. I'm I'm super yeah. curious. And uh, I didn't prime you on this question, but I just had a curiosity knowing the value of your services. Now, if if a company was to say, "Hey, write a sales letter for me," what's your going rate for you to write write a sales letter for a, a business?
1: So typically, I, it's hard to hire just me. I've got two proteges who I kind of work with in tandem, and they're really good. My, my proteges have sold nine figures on their own, and they're sort of just proteges turned partners and friends and whatever. So you know, usually if it was a flat fee, it'd be like 50 to 60,000. Um, we sometimes work in, you know, rev share, royalty deals, whatever as well. And then we do have a cool alternative option where we will take a much lower fee and a higher upside, whether that's a rev share or sometimes it's equity for a startup. And we take other high level copywriters from our mastermind and we sort of work with them. We do the the big ideas. We map it out. We copy chief it. It's a, it's a blast. We've done for several eight figure companies now and, um, so that's also an option. I kind of like both, honestly. Cause some people are like, yeah. I'll just pay you the more up front. And collecting cash is never a bad thing. Uh, but for the right clients, if they have an exciting business and they've got some cool infrastructure already and you know, they already know what they're sort of doing, uh, doing some of those performance deals is actually a lot of fun as well. Cause, you know, it's a it's a win-win situation with lots of upside for everybody.
0: Yeah, that that that
1: is amazing. So I hope you guys can see the true value of.
0: When you have great copy, it can make the difference between like making money and not making money. And I've heard yeah. countless stories. I'm sure like you have, and you've probably been there too, or it's, you know, the reason why people send out a sales letter is to help get them emotionally involved in pushing them to a next step. Like we talk about in funnels all the time, you're simply guiding someone this step-by-step step because that's, that's what sales is. The definition of sales is it is a step-by-step process to get someone to commit to something and if you don't have good copy your beautiful graphics are not going to do that <laughs> your beautiful graphics might be able to get them interested and create a little bit of curiosity but ultimately at the end of the day let's be real here like bottom line you have to have great direct sales content and copy to get someone to, to take a next step or to move from point A to point B um, so Stefan. Stefan Georgie, thank you for sharing that information, man. That was that was pure gold. Yeah, my pleasure. So, so, guys, if you're interested in this and you want to know more, so so Stephan, if if people are um, wanting just to like go deeper with you, and I'll I'll put the show notes, tell people how they can connect or take a next step with you.
1: Absolutely. So, one of the best ways is is through my email list, where I'm sending out like daily, nearly daily emails, and I'm teaching a lot. I have a very interesting whole thing called emotional response marketing which is where essentially i might go a month without trying to sell anything to my email list it's just value bomb like today i wrote a thousand word email about a song by the dire Straits, uh songs of swing great song by the way and tied it to professionalism and being the go and what does that mean as an entrepreneur or a copywriter and so i, I write these things almost every day uh so if you want to get on there the, the I'll, I'll bribe you in a good way, which I created a, a page. If you go to spg, my initials, dot fun, forward slash research, then I'm going to give away the, the research module from my copywriting course, which is like a $1,000 course in this module. It's basically 23 research questions that help you to understand your target uh, customer or your prospect on a way deeper level. And it's really transformative as far as, writing better copy or really just selling in general. So I basically took that module out of my thousand dollar course. It's yours for free. You just opt in basically. And again, it's really like you can always unsubscribe if I'm, if I, if I lead you wrong, but I promise you my email list is a, an experience. So yeah, go get that amazing uh, kind of 23 research questions in that module. And then you'll be on my email list and, and you'll get to hear from you more often.
0: Awesome. That is great. I just signed up for it too. So I'm going to, I'm going to cool. go, consume it and watch it and go through it. So uh, link in the show notes, guys. And this is just this is just pure value. This is this is what we do here at online marketing simplified too. is we we bring on um, experts uh, like Stefan here to share what has truly helped him. He he is here just to share to give you pure value and is giving you extra value by offering him nearly a $1,000 of course material for free. So you know, there, you, you either are listening to this and you're agreeing. And you move on, or you're going to listen to this, and you're going to actually take action. And only a small percentage of people take action. But if you want results, guess what? You got to take action to get results. It goes from thinking to feeling to taking action to getting results. So if you're if you're ready to take part and to really enlighten your brain on how to write great sales copy with uh, and get more kind of in the world of what Stefan's doing here, then I encourage you to do it. I'm going to be doing it. I'm excited to jump in.
1: Yeah, you should be. It's it really, it's great. Seriously, it's it's like a, it's a really good module. It, it, it will change the way you think about your prospect because it goes back to emotion. It's like like what are your what are their hopes and dreams, their victories and failures, right? Um, what solutions have they used previously and what were their results like? What do they like? What do they not like? And then I show where to find those answers and how to really basically copy and paste the language of your your prospect through like forums and Amazon and places like that. And then you can when you use it in your copy or your messaging in general, you're essentially just repeating your prospects own words back to them. And the amount of like authentic rapport and connection you build is mind blowing because they're like, oh, my God, it's like they really know me. Right. And it's because like you're of course I do because I'm telling you what you've said back to you. So really cool module and people people will love it.
0: Oh, that's amazing, well, Stefan, thank you so much for for being on the show today. Guys, I hope you got tremendous value from this. This is one of one of the episodes I would really recommend you listen to a couple times. Uh, stop taking notes if you're working out or driving, go and listen to this again. Sometimes again, the smallest hinges can swing the biggest door. so if you are stuck as an entrepreneur and you are can't figure out how to get to the next level, if you really just focus, take some notes and think through. You know some of the stuff that he's sharing here, and how you can put your own language on that, and taking some action—that's that's that's what gets you unstuck. No amount of just sitting there and thinking is going to get you to your B, but taking action is going to get you to your B. And just—I've done the same. I'm sure stefan has been there too. Guess what? Your first your first draft is going to probably be pretty crappy, and it's not going to be great. But guess what? You keep doing it, and optimizing it, and working it, and working it, and that's what gets tremendous success. If it was easy everyone would be doing it right. So this is the work that it takes to achieve great things. Um, so, Stefan, thanks again. Um, everyone, make sure to go to that link in the show notes uh, to get the free goodies from Stefan. And thanks again for
1: being on the show. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Really appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for listening. The Victoria's Secret VS Voices podcast is back with season two. Join me, Amanda Decadene, as I sit down with some incredible trailblazing women to hear about their lives and their work changing our world. My guests include Gen Z Girl Gang founder, Deja Fox.
0: You know, I I shoot back this DM saying I have some friends that I'd like to recommend that I think would be a good fit. And she comes back to me saying, I think you're good fit. I think you should apply. And I just think that there's such a special relationship between women who do that, right? Women who bring your name up, who see your potential and push you to see it too. And in so many ways, that's what I aspire to be, right? I aspire to put my name or my friend's names in the room. And I know just how important it is because it's exactly how I landed a job on a presidential campaign at just 19 years old.
1: Listen to season two of VS Voices out now on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you choose to listen.